Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Glad to have each and every one of you listening. Hey, I'm Dr. Ed Holliday, your host, and we're glad this week, we're our show, we're going to talk about Elon Musk. How about that? Have you heard the name Elon Musk? Well, <laughs> I, I think you have if you've been keeping up with any news, everything from uh, <laughs> even in the uh, Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial, his name comes up when he had dated Amber Heard, the actress. Uh, but that's not what he's been mentioned for because right now he's in the process of purchasing Twitter. Probably the only man in the world who could. Uh, bring up the money to buy Twitter and make it private. Uh, maybe one or two others could, but nobody had the boldness to step up, but Elon Musk did. So we're going to talk about some of that this week. It's got some clips from uh, Bloomberg and CNBC, and we don't usually play clips from them very often, but we got some clips today to help us better understand this Twitter deal and just who Elon Musk is, what's he doing, and when this show goes on the air, uh, we've having to record it for everything is in on Twitter, the Twitter deal, because we we don't know. It changes every day. Is Elon Musk going to buy Twitter? Is he going to back away? Is he going to have to pay some kind of money for not buying it? Uh, talking about bots. You know, what's a B-O-T, a bot? Well, they're out there, and uh, we know in the Internet universe where Instead of real people, you got bots, and, and Elon Musk is concerned about how many bots they are, and, and should he be paying a full price for Twitter if they have more bots than real people than they've reported. So those are the type of things that are trying to hold the deal up, and we'll get into that. But first, let me remind you, this is in a midterm election year. And as we're talking about Elon Musk, he put out a tweet last week that said, that he was he had always voted for Democrats. In fact, he said he didn't know for sure, but he didn't know if he'd ever voted for a Republican candidate before for anything. Well, how about that? He said it's changing this time that he'll be voting Republican. Uh, is that one reason he's not been invited to the White House? You may remember uh, just a few months ago that pushing the big green agenda and uh, the transfer transformation into electric cars electric vehicles the white house had a big uh, had a big meeting with the uh, electric car makers the biggest electric car car maker who has helped pioneer the way is tesla the ceo is elon musk he was not invited he was not invited to this big event at the white house i wonder why and now 
uh, he, he's uh, he, he said he's not going to be voting Democrat. He, he's 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 always probably given. I say probably. I know he said it. He's always given voted Democrat, but not this time. So what is it that's changing his mind? It may be some of the things that are changing minds across America. Now Elon Musk could fill up thousands of cars and and not blink an eye because it wouldn't. You know, he's got plenty of money. But the average American going to the pump, it hurts to fill up. It hurts to put gasoline in your tank. And even if you got an electric automobile now, uh, electricity prices <laughs> are going up too. But most Americans still use gasoline to fuel their engines. And the gasoline is going up. And if you're a trucker, diesel is going up going up more so than even gasoline so what does that mean well it means that those pictures are little decals that drives the liberals crazy but it has a picture of joe biden saying i did that and they're putting them right by the gas uh meters that, that you can see how much money you're having to pay when you pump gas in your car well every american should know biden did that Yes, I mean, it's easy to say that and say, well, Putin part of it is complex. You know, it's really not that complex. Donald Trump knew how to get this economy going, had it running smooth before COVID hit and some bad decisions by people deciding to shut down the entire economy. But I will say this. He knew how to have the energy companies going full blast, looking, searching. And as soon as Joe Biden was elected, he gave them the signal. They have shut down. When I say shut down, I mean, they do do not want to invest in looking for new oil. If, you know, if it's going to take five or six years, you know, with, with what the Biden administration's doing. And when I say administration, they got these uh, <laughs> green activists all throughout his administration. And they are giddy that gas prices are high. Now, they can't say that in public, but they are actually giddy that gas prices are going high. Why? Because they want you to buy an electric car. They want to make sure that gas engines are a relic of the past. They do not want them to move forward. The thing is, we may one day be all electric in our automobiles, in our trucks, but why do you kill the economy we're in now? Why do you hurt the American people to, to try to pull a dream that may be 10, 15, 20 years out or 30 years out? Why do you try to make it happen in six months or a year? You're hurting the little people. You're hurting the people who can least afford it. Those who are what we call the working poor, who are out there working, and they are having a pay so much more for gas yes it hurts and that's one reason elon musk is said even though he wants people to buy electric cars he is not going to vote democrat this time and i think there's a lot of americans that are waking up to the fact that if you voted for joe biden you voted to have your gas prices raised you knew that you really knew it don't say you didn't and if you have friends who voted for Joe Biden, just remind them, you voted for that. Not only do you have a picture of Joe Biden saying, I did that when you look at the, the, how much gas costs when you put it in your tank, but you can say, 
uh, anybody that's a Democrat, you can say they voted for that. And, and, and hopefully the American people are going to wake up in, in by the millions and by the millions and help turn this nation around. Uh, we've heard that uh, Larry Kudlow, we've played clips from his show. It was uh, Trump's economic advisor. Now he's got a Fox business show. And, you know, he was saying the Calvary's coming, meaning November. But, man, we got a long time, and a lot of hurt's going to happen between now and November. And I don't think Joe Biden's doing anything to help gas prices. They're talking about, uh, you may see him try to get rid of the federal uh, gas tax for a few months all that's doing is buying votes because the long-term solution is to you know when you had tests that say a b c or all of the above when it comes to energy we need all of above i'm not saying get rid of green energy i'm not saying don't do uh wind turbines and and uh you know solar panels we can do that but you do all of the above that's what the American people need. That's what the world needs. And we've talked about this before. Elon Musk has even said this. We are not ready to transition in automatically into a green energy. And I don't think America will ever be ready for 100% green energy. Now, one day we may get fusion. And I don't know if they'll call that green energy. But right now, we as a country need relief we need somebody with common sense in the white house we don't have that now but as we're talking about elon musk and like i said even though he wants to sell electric cars he said we need to have good energy policy and that means we need gasoline and oil we need that to have the best economy so that we can help lead the world and the reason putin is making money in his disastrous war is because the gas prices have gone up. Even though they say we're going to ban Russian oil, somebody, somebody's going to buy that oil. And, and, and Russia makes more money as the price of gas goes up, the price of oil. So we, if we're going to punish Putin, we need to be using North American oil and gas. We need to make sure we lead the world. We have the world's most powerful economy and we can bring Putin to his knees if we utilize the resources we have. So I just want to make sure America knows that. Tell your friends and neighbors. It's so simple. It is not complex. It is simple how to get gas prices down. And the simplest way is make sure you do not vote for a Democrat. Just do not vote for a Democrat. Like Elon Musk said, it's time to vote for Republicans and see if they can do any better. They will. Maybe not as good as they could, but they'll do better than what the Democrats are doing. Now, listen, as we get in this Twitter about Elon Musk, and if you don't know, uh, of course, Twitter is uh, part of social media, and that's the Twitter banned Donald Trump, made a big to-do about it, and yet they let, uh, like, the Ayatollah Khomeini and Iran, they let, they don't ban that person they don't ban people from you know all kind of dictators don't ban but they ban donald trump so twitter is not a conservative outfit it's not a moderate outfit it is pretty much a wide open socialist outfit so why does elon musk want to buy it well he wants free speech and you saw a meltdown with the liberals about what do you mean free speech we can't have somebody 
conservatives not being punished. <laughs> they didn't come out and say that, but that's what they meant. So we got a clip here. We're going to play. Uh, it goes just a few minutes with uh, CNBC. and But listen to this. And they talk about the bots, disinformation campaigns. And uh, I think they'll help us better understand a little bit of the Twitter war and Musk and what's going on. Joining us now, Facebook's former chief privacy officer and general counsel, Chris Kelly. Chris, you, you know about bots. There are many uh, on absolutely. Facebook as well. So, well, so are, the, are the numbers are the numbers that Twitter are putting out there correct? The the numbers are pretty well vetted. And Parag, the CEO, went through them yesterday on Twitter and explained how they got to them. And uh, that seems pretty accurate to me in the way that they test these things. And obviously, there can be and there should be challenges from outside sometimes. But Elon doesn't seem to have any evidence. Um, he just uh, has thrown out the twenty percent figure and it it almost makes me like get get to dr seuss at this point it's you know it's the twitter bot battle and the you know beetle battles all these different things that are going on there's not a lot of evidence that he's thrown out so far um you know whereas parag and and the twitter team have presented a lot of evidence about how they do this so um you know barring uh him coming up with real evidence here uh, his assertions are just assertions and twitter in many ways sort of has him over a barrel given the way that the, the merger agreement works but, what, but let's get to the bot problem for a moment. It, even, even if he's right, that it's more than the 5% number, which it's probably hard to verify exactly how many there are, right? It, it, to, right. Get that, to get that exact number. Why, why is this such a big problem for well, Facebook and problem. for Twitter? Look, we've had disinformation campaigns running on social media for years. And you know, from the early days, when it became clear that these were going to be powerful platforms, Facebook and Twitter and other players and Pinterest, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, everybody in the space has to deal with this in a serious way, if only for the spam problems, um, all of the kind of security side attacks that go on. Um, you know, and, and they've all built pretty extensive countermeasures for it. And they, the, the scope of the problem, because of their economic incentives to, to follow it, are quite, is quite large. And then there are political incentives to follow it, too. And we've had massive disinformation funded by states, in some cases, um, work on these platforms. The platforms have had to develop countermeasures. And in many cases, in most cases, they're quite good. Um, you know, keeping it under 5% is, uh, is, is somewhat of a challenge. But I think that Twitter's met that battle reasonably well. And Facebook certainly has, has had to step up its game over the years. Chris, you mentioned that, you know, given the terms of the merger agreement that Elon Musk signed, there's really not a whole lot of room uh, to necessarily use this as a way directly uh, to perhaps get out of it or renegotiate the price. It, is, it seems as if he's sort of daring Twitter to take legal remedies to enforce the agreement or something like that? I mean, how do you think this will play out from here? Well, I, I mean, I think that they almost kind of have to as a, as a fiduciary for their current shareholders. It's, it's a situation where someone has come in, has offered a premium price, and um, he's now trying to allege that there was something wrong with uh, the representations and the SEC filings, as he said in the tweet this morning. Um, without any evidence. And unless he can actually bring some evidence, why, why wouldn't they take legal action against it? 
And Chris, you know, you, you mentioned the economic incentives for a platform like this to make sure that it's not purely overrun by bots. One of the things that Elon Musk had, you know, uh, tossed out on, on Twitter was, gee, what if advertisers knew that perhaps a lot of the traffic was, was bots? Well, I mean, there's a whole industry based on helping advertisers figure out their return on investment and whether, in fact, they're getting in front of the audience they want to get to, correct? Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that exists and it's been around for years and it's one of the key things that, that's the back and forth of uh, the fight between advertisers and the platforms and trying to show that performance. You know, he, he seems to have, have, have just, just discovered the fact that, you know, it's, it's not the, the countermeasures that have been fighting against bots have been there for years. They're quite effective. When you talk about bots, I think uh, it's what Elon Musk, <laughs> I just think he wants to sort of change what has been monopolized by the far left. They've controlled all uh, Twitter, Google, Amazon, uh, you know, <laughs> Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos owning Washington Post. Uh, they're just, they've, they've controlled all the different uh, me mechanisms of uh, how people get the news. The left doesn't want... Uh, Twitter uh, uh, under Elon Musk control because he says he wants free speech. So what does bots have to do with it? Well, it could be a lot. And let's just uh, we'll let him finish up this uh, interview right here on this clip from CNBC, and then we'll we have something come up from Bloomberg. Uh, let's listen to the rest of this interview. Which is why advertisers keep expanding their spend on these platforms, um, and the, the idea that, that some of the things that he's put in the filings about how he wants to, to grow the business, and, and he's talked about paying for tweets and things like that, all things that have been tried and that have largely failed. The advertising-based businesses are what work on these platforms, and so you know, uh, it, it's it's just puzzling to me, you know, how he he seems to think that he's he's saying all sorts of new things about fighting the bots on the platforms. It's like it's been happening for years, and it's pretty effective. Well, I do think Elon Musk wants to change some things, and I, I hope he gets a hold of Twitter. Don't know what's going to happen by the time this uh, uh, hits the airs, this uh, Doc Holliday's rock split in politics. It may have already been decided that he's bought it or not going to buy it. But let me just say this. You're listening to Doc Holliday's rock split in politics. We're glad to have you. Uh, we're talking about Elon Musk and, and what his Twitter deal is uh, what does it mean and what will it mean for the future free speech so we'll get into that we got a clip from bloomberg coming up in a minute let me remind you also that we got a book out called bedrock truth if you want that book you can go to www.docholiday.org holiday's got two l's in it we'd love to get that book out to you and i will say that uh we're looking forward to hopefully having a book that has nothing to do with politics. Why would I tell you about a book like that? Well, it's a book that I wrote that uh, just deals with some, just a story, just a good old story. And uh, we're hoping to get it published if uh, the supply chains and paper uh, being available. We're, we're talking the publishers, hoping we can get this out by the end of the year. So just letting you know that, maybe save a little money if you want a, 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 a just a good read for a plane ride or going somewhere we got a book coming out and i'll talk more about it uh, down the road but just letting you know that so let's get in the second half of the show here let me play this clip from uh, Bloomberg about Elon Musk. If you come into my Bloomberg terminal, the upshot of all of this is that the market increasingly doubts 
whether this deal will happen, right? That's the spread between the $54.20 offer price and where we're currently trading. We're down for an eighth straight day, John, as you know. Where do we go from here? We'll ask someone else. Ed Ludlow, thank you. I'm going to ask Dan Ives of Wedbush, who says this. This circus now takes another turn as Musk appears to be walking from his deal or driving a much lower price on the spam fiasco. For Twitter, the street will now assign a high probability a deal does not happen. Dan Ives joined us right now. Dan, you and the team over at Wedbush say 60% chance that Musk walks away from Twitter. Why isn't it higher than that? I mean, it could be higher. I mean, it could be as high as 70, 75%. I think what Ed's talking about, if a deal does get done, it's significantly lower than the 5420. I mean, 5420 at this point, it's out the window. There's a better chance for me playing for the Celtics in the playoffs and that deal happen at that price. Now it just comes down to can they renegotiate on the bot issue or does he walk? And, and of course, if he walks, you know, it, it's not as simple as just a billion dollar breakup fee. I think there's also a lot of issues that could play out in court that the Twitter board would contend as well. Oh, so, Dan, talk to me about that. What do you think those issues would be? I think if you look at the actual specifics of the deal, some of the actual due diligence, I think there's questions about if he could actually walk on this specific issue. And that's why right now, I mean, Twitter board, they're between a rock and a hard place because there is a deal that's agreed upon. Obviously, the market has dramatically changed. We continue to believe Musk got cold feet. It is more of a scapegoat issue. No doubt the bot issue is, is clear and present. That's a known issue. But the fact that He's trying to contend it. I mean, the New York City cab driver knew that Twitter had a bot issue. Dan, and I wait, think that's wait a the second, though. Just help me understand this a little bit more. Why can't he just walk away, pay the billion, and that's it? Well, I mean, I think there's some specific due diligence that he ultimately would need to prove, right? That about the 5% being inaccurate versus what he's talking about. And that specific issue needs to play out right now behind closed doors in terms of them either renegotiating, coming to a number, coming to what ultimately would be a lower deal price. And that's why the street right now is assigning Musk. He's getting cold feet looking. This is a scapegoat to try to get out of the deal. If he does do a deal, it's obviously at a much lower price. And that's why right now that street is basically waiting to see how the negotiations go behind the scenes. Well, no one is seeing this play out behind closed doors. We're seeing it play out in public, one. And two, if a higher price is on the table, Twitter's in play, Dan, for more than just Elon Musk. Who else is lining up circling around this name? I think that's the fundamental problem because they'll be at the altar with no one there. Because at these prices, I don't think there's a strategic or financial that's interested. I think you start to get to lower prices, then you could start to, you know, ultimately see some bidders come up. But that's why right now, you know, Musk, I, you know, I still believe there is some chance he wants to get the deal done at a lower price. But the problem is that I just don't see any other strategic or financial bidders out there, which is why Twitter's backs against the wall in terms of how they handle this, what I'll call Alfred Hitchcock-like episode. Well, there's Bloomberg calling this an Alfred Hitchcock-like episode of Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter, and it's been an up and down. It's been amazing just the fact that you got someone who wants to take Twitter private and knows the potential of it, but knowing that uh, it's got the entire uh, upper management. There, uh, some people have said they they lean 
not only left-leaning, they are pure communists in many cases. Don't know about that, but that's what's been said. But I will tell you, they have definitely censored uh, conservatives when it comes to free speech over and over again. So I, uh, I just say, <laughs> I'll take my hat off and say, Elon Musk, let's push free speech. I'd love to see it happen. Don't know what will or not. You know, when this show airs, it may be a done deal, or it may have already been dropped and not going to make it. But I will say that Elon Musk has kept the news interesting over this past year. Everything from Dogecoin and cryptocurrencies and buying Bitcoin with Tesla and buying some Bitcoin, I should say, and not not as much as some other CEOs like a micro strategies. But Elon Musk is obviously going to stay in the news. And we hadn't talked about his uh, SpaceX and, and uh, his plan to put uh, humans on Mars. Uh, so he is very much a visionary futurist who knows how to not only dream, but to make those dreams happen. So these are things that make Elon Musk interesting. And the fact that he said that he's probably never voted Republican, they can't remember it if he has, it may be the first time he votes for Republican, but that's where he's leaning in November. And we take that as a very positive sign that there's other people out there to understand the truth of what's happening, the why you're paying high gas prices, why we have um, uh, everybody that voted for Biden knew this was going to happen. I mean, they should have. If they didn't, shame on them for being uh, not being informed. But I will say that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and we will be diving into more next week. Just had to do this show on Elon Musk. He's been such a uh, such a popular figure in pop culture that's popping up everywhere, from, like I said, from cryptocurrencies to Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's trial to uh, CEO at uh, not being invited to the White House because he has the best electric car don't know why joe biden why wouldn't you invite him to the white house with some innovation like he has but it's it is funny and it is changing and it's he's uh, affecting our world and so this show is on elon musk is just saying let's keep our eyes on him and let's see maybe he'll have other people convinced it's time to stop voting for democrats We've told you around here, our motto this for the midterm election is never vote for a Democrat again unless they kick the socialist out. Until they do that, nobody should be voting for a Democrat because the socialists are what's tearing this country down. And we can see it by the price that you're paying at the fuel pump now for the gas for you and your family. God bless you. Hey, see you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.